<laughs> Welcome. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Duck and the Usher. My name is Joshua Stenkamp. I am the fish. The fish. How are you doing today, fish? I, uh, I'm doing, I'm doing well, despite nursing a hangover. I think I'm doing quite well. Yeah, I, I, I took the high road and decided not to stay out late last night. Well, I didn't. In fact... <laughs> <laughs> So, um, we're recording this kind of late. This is actually Friday. Usually we do yeah. it on Wednesday. We typically kind of had like a crazy week this week, partying a little too much. Well, I think like work was involved with that, that too. too. You yeah. got a new schedule. You got a new I do gig. have a new schedule. Um, um, did you watch anything recently? Man, I watched quite a bit this past week. In fact, uh, I think our last, before today, our last recording was right before Halloween. Yeah. Um, like for us, like I know, I know sometimes the episodes come out. After we've recorded them, but uh, it's been it's been a good minute since we recorded. Now that we've had an extra day or two, so I actually, to my shame, and I know a lot of people out there's jaws might drop. I actually saw Rocky Horror Picture Show for the first time all the way through. Really, all the way. Like I, I I've always seen the Time Warp video and you know Frank and just Bird little clips reveal, here. Oh, okay, you know like his his whole like uh, early number, you know Sweet Transvestite and all that. Um, I went to the theaters and I saw Terminator Dark Fate. How was that? I didn't hate it. Okay. Because um, it, it, it's every time I see the trailer for it, there's like some real cheese-tastic lines for in sure. it. For sure. I like, mean, ah. it's it's Terminator and it's known for a couple of lines that never would have had the impact they've had culturally if it wasn't for Arnold's accent. You know, think about the line, I'll be back. Yeah. Like, mm, you know, nothing about it screams icon. <laughs> But you know, I'll be back to the chopper with predator. This film is a movie. <laughs> Come on, fuck you. You know, like just speak like him, and suddenly everything's cool to say. Like it's not a tumor. Yeah, not, yeah kindergarten not a, cop. He's not a tumor. Suddenly, it's you know. I think it's just the way he says it. It's, it's exactly yeah. yeah it's exactly just, it. It's just yeah. because of the way he says it. Um, I also watched. Uh, oh, I will also say this: Dark Fate still isn't great because they're retreading all the same plot points and story. Elements that made this is supposed to be like a sequel to two. It's supposed to be a direct sequel to Terminator Two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and ter- the Terminator series is something we could probably do a whole episode on ourselves. Yeah, I don't think we have to like in- get into like the every single film, but we could definitely do the story right. Line. Well, yeah, like you know, um, because a lot of those were bombs, and that's sort of our uh, our purview. Um, but you know, I-, I think it's the best Terminator since two. Mm-hmm. So it's better than, than Salvation and Genesis and uh, Terminator 3. Resurrection or something was there? there no, was it Genesis? It was Genesis. It was yeah, Rise of the Machines, uh, yeah, there's just, Salvation. There's too many and, of those fucking yeah, films. It, it, let it die. Let it die. Uh, I also watched Free Fire, um, which is a, just a, like a basically a giant Mexican standoff of a movie mm-hmm. with Army Hammer and a couple other people in that. Eli was that horror flick that came out on Netflix. That one's pretty good. I also watched in the Invitation, which is fantastic, with uh, Logan Marshall Green and uh, a slew of other actors. Really, like you know, kind of a psychological thriller with a nasty twist. And then, I'm, and then the last Boy Scout. Oh, that's a good. One. <laughs> I love that movie. Actually, I was listening to the radio. I guess Damon Wayans is coming to town. Oh, really? They were joking, like we should talk to him about the last Boy is Scout. Is he or like something. touring? Like, yeah, I think he's doing a comedy stand show. Up? Yeah, stand up. Is he funny? I don't. I, mean, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I've been, I went and saw a movie. I saw Zombieland Double Tap. Okay. I went and saw that with a few buddies. We wanted kind of a lighthearted, yeah. just a I mean, fuck off type of movie. And it was good. I mean. Was it fun? It was fun. I like the first one. I think, I think the first one's better. Yeah. Definitely. And then I've also was really bored the other night and I couldn't mm-hmm. figure out what to watch for TV wise. 
So I, I put on like the old MASH television oh, series. Fun. Yeah. Was, oh, you, that was one of your questions of trivia last week too. Or, or yeah, I think earlier. I had like a Hawkeye Pierce question or something. Alan Alden. Alan Alden. Yeah. 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 It's just it's like watching <laughs> like the, watching the first episode. Like the laugh tracks in it are just so recorded. You know, because it's yeah. outside and stuff. But I'm like, were there why? always laugh tracks? On? Yeah, I guess so. I'm like, I don't understand why they have a laugh track when it's just. Well, takes, the movie was a little more serious, wasn't it? The movie was really serious. Okay. Like it was supposed to have it's strange. Some, Lighthearted moments, but yeah. It's strange that that would turn into a... A television show? A sitcom. That sitcom lasted longer than the Korean War actually was on. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And was that the war that it was based on? Too? Yeah, Korean War. Okay. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about this movie, Blue Thunder, <clears throat> 1983. <clears throat> That's right. Blue Thunder was a movie I had never even heard of uh, until you brought it to my attention. And I know a lot of... Uh, People <clears throat> who are a bit older than us uh, remember it. Uh, I don't know, fond, maybe not fondly. There's a few people that I talked to that are like, "Oh man, that movie was the bomb." Yeah, and it was right before like Airwolf, uh, and so that's that's the big thing. A lot yeah, it came out before about. Airwolf. There was a TV show after this movie came out called Blue Thunder, and it's got a really young Dana Carvey in it as one of the characters. Okay, it was only on for one season because then Airwolf well, came of out. Course. Airwolf came out, and they're like, yeah, Airwolf is so much better than this TV series, so they ended up canceling Blue Thunder and going with Airwolf, which I guess lasted it was, a while. It was a lot of uh, uh, excitement for helicopters I guess, in the mid-80s. I think it's because like, they started changing like the design, maybe, from like the old like Hueys and stuff like that. I like, suppose. I don't know. Did the Black Hawk come out then? I couldn't tell you. Uh, not a uh... so top ten movies that came out in eighty three. Yeah, what were some of those? All right, um, number one, Return of the Jedi. Oh hell yeah! I mean, yep. duh, I should have known that. And this is uh, this is by D Domestic Gross for the year. Okay, okay. Uh, Mr. Mom, excellent. Is that the one with Michael Keaton? Yes. Okay, not not Hulk Hogan, right? Not the Hulk. He's Mr. That's Nanny. Mr. Nanny. Okay, yeah. <laughs> or the is it not the is it nanny? the nanny? I don't remember if it's Mr. Nanny or the Nanny. The Nanny was the Fran Drescher oh, that's TV a, show. Nah. Yeah, oh, fuck that lady's voice. <laughs> I've seen every episode of the Nanny. Yeah, what uh, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I lived with my grandmother for a while, and she had like kind of basic cable. And when I would be sleeping at night, I the just, Nanny, I just put on like TV Land. Yeah, you know, and it was that oh, and, like right. Golden Girls. You know, so I, just, I love a Golden Girls, yeah. so I really should. Uh, number four, ET. Okay. Uh, number five is this movie. Excellent. Wow, wow. Number six, The Big Chill. Number seven. Excellent soundtrack. Great soundtrack. I think I had the CD. I don't think I've ever seen that movie, actually. You've never seen The Big Chill? I don't think I've seen The Big I've Chill. I've never seen it either. So it's got a great I, cast. Pull that one back in. Yeah, um, I know, I know. Like Kevin Klein, Jeff Goldblum, Glenn Close. Number seven, Sudden Impact. Who is that? What's what's sudden impact? What is uh, that? I'm thinking of uh I'm thinking of a, a Van Damme movie. Yeah, no, no, no. This is a different one. Uh Tears of Endearment, number eight. Number nine, Sophie's Choice. Terms of Endearment. Terms of Endearment. Terms of Endearment. I can't even read my own handwriting. Terms of Endearment is eight, nine is Sophie's Choice, and number ten, Dark Crystal. Okay. All right. So Dark Crystal, that was uh, that was eighty three? That's eighty three, yeah, Henson. Hot damn. And then uh IMDB got a six point four uh, out of ten out of fifteen thousand reviews, sixty six okay. Metascore. Rotten Tomatoes, 80%. That's out of like their 20 critical reviews, I think. Yeah. And then 52% on, on the audience score? On the audience score. So that's a better score than the audience score? Usually so. the audience score is like... No, the audience score was at a 9,190 and it got 52%. I wonder when most of those votes were cast. I have know? no idea. Because if it, if it came out back, if, if a lot of those... Well, Rotten Tomatoes wasn't a thing then, so... Yeah. Well, there's Man. also... I, every time I look something up on Google, it has that little button like, did you like this movie? Thumbs up, thumbs down. I guess Google has a rating system. I hate the thumbs up, thumbs down rating on Netflix. Bring back the stars. Yeah. When you could five star it or, or you know, choose any number. I don't know number. why they changed The that. thumbs up, thumbs down thing it just doesn't leave any, any gray area for like... Because what if you liked a movie but you didn't like it that much but you don't want to thumbs down it? 
Yeah, exactly. And you're like, and then when you thumbs up it, it's going to do that. That stuff. Yeah, we're going start... to give you more of that yeah, same. Of that like, what if it's an outlier that's kind of good, but it gives you more of that crap? It's like, okay, I like this one movie with Vin Diesel, but stop suggesting all these other Vin Diesel movies. Anyway, Blue Thunder is rated R. Came out in 1983. It's an hour and 49 minutes long. It's an action crime drama sci-fi thriller. Uh, and it's about a cop test pilot for an experimental police helicopter who learns of sinister implications of the new vehicle. And um, it was... It's got a great cast, <clears throat> too. It's got a really great cast. Um, well, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Roy Scheider is the, uh, the lead. He's Frank Murphy. Frank Murphy. And he's most probably most well-known for uh, being Jaws. in Jaws. Yeah. yeah. What was his name in Jaws? Um, it was... God, I know it's in Amity. Yeah. Uh, sheriff. <laughs> You're looking it up? Yeah, I got it right here. So a, a funny thing about this. He was Brody. Brody, Brody Sheriff Brody. Right. I can't yeah, think yeah. of that. Uh, he was also in uh, 2010, The Year We Made Contact, which is a sequel to 2001. Have you seen All That Jazz? Uh, no, but he's in that too, huh? Yeah, he plays Bob Fosse, directed by Bob Fosse. Oh, yeah. no, he plays Joe Gideon, according to this. It's still, it's still supposed to be Bob Fosse. Oh, all right. It's all like right. that thing but he is Bob sort Fossey. of like how Raul Duke is Hunter S. Thompson yes okay all right yeah uh he was also in the French Connection which is really great seen the French Connection yeah it's been a was, while that's a boring fucking film Buddy Russo yeah apparently back then it was it, didn't that win best picture Dude, it won so many freaking awards Dude, movies in the early 70s were wild dumb um also he was in um uh, uh he, he played the father to Frank Castle played by Tom Jane in the 2006 Punisher did he? Yeah. Oh, wow. He got fucking blasted in the early parts of the movie. When did he die? Uh, he died in uh, 2008, actually. 2008? He was, he was 75. Is it cancer or just old uh, age or something? It seems, well, I mean. I yeah, know we didn't really look it up. But here's some, he's he's yeah. got quite a big biography. Uh, <clears throat> I, I don't have, um, it would take me too long to, That's to right. look up everything. But, uh, you can hit that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, He's great. He's, he's he, he really carries the movie. He was actually kind of old in this movie. Like He was already like. You know, a well-seasoned actor. Well, well uh, you by know, the time we because I think this. it takes place in '83. It's supposed to be in the '80s, and he's yeah. also like a uh, he flew helicopters in Vietnam. Yeah, he so flew helicopters in Nam. He's gonna be kind of around that age. Yeah, I mean, '40s, '50s. This movie also has uh, a couple of different uh, other principal actors are uh, Candy Clark, who played Kate. Yep. Um, Warren Oates. And if was, Warren uh, Oates, you'll recognize Warren Oates if you watch Stripes. He's Sergeant Holka oh, in Stripes. You know, you're Hulka. the big toe. Yeah, Holka. Just like our friend Chris Hulka. Exactly. Oh, yeah, fun. Hulka. Fun. Um, and then uh, a very, very young Daniel Stern. Yes. And uh, if you don't know who Daniel Stern is, you'd recognize him as uh, from Home Alone. He's Marv in Home Marv Alone. Marv Home yeah, Alone. that's right. Or like Bushwhacked, stuff like Bushwhacked. that. Bushwhacked. That's that's a movie we should probably I knew cover. I knew a person, and I can't remember her name, but in college, uh, her roommate was Daniel Stern's daughter. Get out of here. And like he knocked on the door when she opened it, and she's like, uh, uh. Because it was like, you know, kind of yeah. orientation day. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. like he's just standing there next to his daughter and he's like, Well, it's cool that fuck? she would even like recognize him because like in terms of like names and faces. He and, looks like, completely different now. Have oh, you I seen know. him now? He looks oh, like he, hell. Oh, well. He looks a little creepy. I don't know if hell is what I'd use to describe him, but he's definitely older. Yes. So there's that. Um, there's also uh, jo- Joe Santos is in it. He plays Montoya. He's been in a few things. Oh, and the villain is the is incomparable the Malcolm McDowell. I love this guy. And uh, if you don't know who Malcolm McDowell is, the minute you see his face, you know who he is. But Exactly. But, uh, I mean, the big movie that he was in was A Clockwork Orange. Yes. That really made his career. Kubrick. 
Um, he's Please. also in Suits. Isn't he in that TV show? I think uh, he's been in a bunch of Malcolm stuff. McDowell. Yeah, yeah, I think he's in that TV I show. I couldn't tell you what he's in now, but he did play, which I thought was a really good um, sort of like recasting uh, in, in Donald Pleasant's character from Halloween, where he was whatever that doctor's name was. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did that. Yeah, in the newer in ones. The, uh, well, not not the most recent one, but the uh, the or the uh, the. Rob Zombie, the Rob Zombie one. Yeah, he played, uh, it, he right? played the the Donald Pleasance character, yeah. and I thought that was a really good piece of recasting. I love Donald Pleasance. What's, what's a few other like? I'm trying to think of another Malcolm McDowell. He was in Star Trek Generations. He was the villain in that. He's, he's a great villain. He always, yeah, he's a great villain. He always plays. Oh, he's he, the villain in Tank Girl. Oh, no, he was also <laughs> in um, uh, Yes Man with Jim Carrey. Oh, is he? He's the uh, he's the guy that's like always say yes. He's like the oh, he's the pub, the promotional speaker or whatever the like a motivational speaker? motivational speaker. There you go. Um, there's also a guy in this named uh, Mario Macchiato. I think is how you say his name. Oh, or uh, Machado. Not to be confused with Luigi Cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mario M- M- Machado. Oh, Machado. Uh, he plays himself. He was actually a um, a radio and television host personality, and but a lot of people recognize him from the RoboCop movies. He played. Um, oh snap! He played Casey Wong. Okay. Yeah, he's like in every RoboCop movie. Oh, all right. Yeah, oh, fucking RoboCop's great. So let's. You want to go ahead and just start kicking this off? Well, uh, yeah. Well, I, I did. I got a few more things here. Yeah. It was this movie was written by. Uh, th- well, it's three different credited writers. One. I'm sorry. Yeah, three. Uh, Dan Jacoby or Don Jacoby, I should say. Uh, uh, Dean Reisner, who was originally uncredited, but also Dan O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon is known for writing stuff like Alien, really, really helping get the story off the ground for Alien, Aliens, uh, Dark Star in 74, and also Return of the Living Dead oh, really? from 85, which is a classic. So he was pretty big Star in the late 70s and 80s there. That's right. And also this was directed by John Badham. And uh, John Badham was never like a, well, at least nowadays, he's not like a well-known director, but you might recognize a lot of his movies. Um, because it's it's pretty different along the way. He did War Games. I love that um, film. Saturday Night Fever was one of his. I think that was his first major major, major one. film. American Flyers, which is a movie about uh, bicycles, about uh, like uh, you know, like like Lance Armstrong style. Oh, uh, okay. You know, uh, and I I remember I was watching. Thinking of, I was thinking of Quicksilver with uh, Kevin Bacon for some reason. Wait, that's the one where yeah, you're like, I know that. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one too. Uh, American Flyers is also uh, had Kevin Costner in it. It was about fucking I don't know bicycles. Uh, another stakeout, stakeout. It's it's original short circuit. Uh, the hard way was one of his. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's one that we've talked about doing. Yeah, I think we might be doing that one. Uh, my, my father showed me that one. Also, uh, Drop Zone, that parachute movie, <laughs> <laughs> or the uh, skydiving was skydiving yeah. and base uh, jumping yeah. with Wesley Snipes in '94, and also Nick of Time with. Uh, Johnny Depp in '95. Nice, yeah, he's got. I love war games. I ooh ooh. Yeah. Speaking of Donald Pleasance, I'm sorry, just to bring it back to one one final thing. He also directed the 1979 version of Dracula, with uh, uh, Frank Langella, Laurence Olivier, and Donald Pleasance. So he got to work with some really really like awesome people back in the Disney, the Disney, as they say. So. Let's hop into this, homie. All right. So the first thing you see when you uh, pop in your DVD. Oh, by the way, um, I own this film, or my dad does, but it's technically mine. He put yeah. his name on it, and I was like, Dad, can yeah. I borrow this? And he's like, I never it's bought that. And I was like, it's it. mine. <laughs> I was like, I don't even think he saw the movie. He was like, why do I have that? I was yeah. like, I bought this thing. So anyway, you pop it in. The first thing, it pops up. You know, very 80s type stuff. And it pops up on the screen. It says, The hardware uh, weaponry and surveillance systems depicted in this film are real and in use in the United States today. Yeah, it's sort of like start like a Dan Brown 
book when yeah. it starts is like all this stuff is real. <laughs> Let me have to say it like that. Like, did you know? Did you know? <laughs> Salge. Uh, I really I have would, weapons. I would love to have like a Valley Girl read. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Read the Da Vinci Code. The audiobook. hardware, weaponry, and surveillance systems depicted in this film are real and in use in the United States. Just chewing gum nonstop. Oh, here's. Ugh, gross gag me. So it opens up at a police station, and it's kind of like the top of the police station. It's like a, yeah. it's the helicopter unit, which right. uh, you, you see, see a bunch of officers a, gearing up, gearing up. But the thing is, they have like t- like what four police helicopters? I, I something, something like, like that? that. It's it's a whole helipad. It's in L.A. Right? This is where yeah, it's set. It's set in, in L.A. LA. Uh, so we meet. Um, well, the first, first, first you see Jaffo, and he's like fumbling papers on, yeah, on the helipad, uh, his, uh, and that's Daniel Stern. His real name in the uh, in the thing is uh, Lyman Good. Yeah, right? Richard Lyman Good, yeah. but he's called Jaffo, and we'll get to that later. Dude's like, hey, Jaffo, yeah, Jaffo, go collect here. Murphy. Here. Yeah, go find Murphy. And so we basically meet him. He's looking for Murphy. Murphy's the pilot. <clears throat> Jaffo is yeah. like his. Upon like thing. first meeting of Murphy, he's like sort of like like standing there, seemingly like meditating, uh, checking his pulse or something. He's got an old he's Casio old, watch. Yeah, and it's like it's like a time. He says something, and I tried to write it down. It was like I sixty did. seconds. If you're if you're blind or something like he that. He says if like, you can, if you can keep uh, if you can keep track of the time in your mind. Uh, oh, with your eyes closed. Yeah, he stops closed, it at sixty seconds. You're not yeah. losing your mind. Yeah, because yeah, it's to that it's like time passes by faster with your eyes closed or something. And, and like you that. find out later that this is something he's doing to. Make sure that he's not completely losing it because he's got, he's got a lot some of PTSD, little war flashbacks, yeah, yeah, just like that, yeah. And uh, basically, they gear up and they're gonna go and flying they, around. They, they get airborne, bro. They get airborne. They're 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 shooting around. They're looking at stuff. Mm-hmm. And I do have a little clip on that. Let's do just it. kind of them. And this one was kind of hard for me to find clips that really pushed the story. Uh, but, I, uh, yeah, I remember this clip too, and I remember thinking this movie. Uh, and you'll and I might mention it later as we as we discover more about it, but it really doesn't treat uh, minorities that well. No, this is 83. And it's yeah. also Los Angeles, where Los Angeles was not the best place to no. be. You know, They even use the term Negro to describe people, people of color. They do. Uh, like, like, it's the 80s. <laughs> Jesus. So here's a little thing. They're flying around, and they're just kind of... Uh, Frank Murphy and Jaffa are just kind of chit-chatting, and here it is. Oh, I do this every time. Gotta you did this last episode, I do it too, every bro. episode. All right, here we go. Yeah. suppose they're all doing down there well according to the latest statistics about 1,775,000 of them are uh, getting it on <laughs> that many huh yeah. the rest are waiting for Laverne and Shirley police 12 heading well let's see what sunset. we can see here hey I got a black guy in a beanie down there looks like he's selling dope out of a van is that a red beanie yeah that's him He's ours. Undercover buy program. Oh. Right, 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 right. I'm, yeah. You were at the briefing. Yes, sir. Yes, I, I guess I just forgot, sir. So yeah, he's just kind of a bumbling. He's a newbie type of thing. <coughs> he's he, definitely he gives green. that t- t- statistics. Um, and uh, right now, in 2017, 4 million people live in L.A. right now. So I'm wondering if it was 1 million, or do you think that was just the district he was talking about? Well, he's talking about the uh, the amount of people who potentially just, just were ha- getting, oh, it, getting on. it on. Okay. So not everybody would be. Otherwise, it would be a pe- weird 4 city. 4 million people live in Los Angeles. That's, I mean. That's outrageous. Well, Central Florida has, cl- like, over, like, like I think we have, like, 3 million living in Do Central we? Florida. Yeah. It just seems like a crap Oh, but that's people. Central Florida, though. I mean, yeah. so you're not, I guess it's concentrated when you have that many people. Well, L.A. is its own county, too, right? Yeah, L.A. You county. Um, 
So, so with yeah. this uh, with this particular clip, I remember writing this down. It was like immediately Jaffo profiles a black man, quote unquote, <laughs> selling drugs out of a van, and I was wondering how did he make that distinction from that high? How do you know he wasn't just like you know offloading uh, some some goods? <laughs> yeah, because I don't think they could hear him because they don't have that technology in that helicopter. Yet, right. So. But then it turns out that that particular black man is an undercover. Yeah. So that's yeah. why the red beanie, because like I guess the hel- yeah, helicopter part of the are, briefing. Yeah, and that's one thing about this movie is that those helicopters are everywhere looking for stuff. And um, there's a liquor store robbery, and they kind of yeah. get the call for that, and um, you know air su- air support basically, and they show up. The guy starts like it's like three dudes. Well, he like flees, and they follow him. Yeah, he um, shoots at the they helicopter. They get fired on. Yeah, and uh, he d- they dust the dude. Yeah, well, because the suspect's accomplice is then flanking the officers on the ground, so they drop down to kick up the dust and wind, and, and like he says, well, let's dust them, uh, and then. Uh, they, you know, it was just a routine sort of cleanup in terms yeah, of what but, they do. But one dude, uh, yeah, no, oh yeah, okay. They, this isn't the flashback yet. Flashback no, not yet. Okay. Well, because right after that, Jaffo asks him about the the watch business. Yeah, the watch uh, thing, and, and he's like, "I'll th- tell you some other time." Or does does he actually like lay it out? I th- he like, does. Right there, yeah. He he talks about the uh, the closing your eyes and how time can get away. Oh, okay. Uh, they're flying around more, and they they notice this uh, kind of abandoned looking vehicle. Yeah, and they, <clears> they call <throat> it in. They're like, "Hey, you know, look to your right." Right. And I think even Jaffo at one point is like, how the hell did you see that thing? You know? Yeah. It was like it was Frank like Murphy. No ta- yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, no tags on it. And he's like, the light wasn't even on or anything. He's right. like, how could you, how'd you notice that? How'd you so notice? They, they call it in. And once once they fly away, you see like this dude emerge. Yeah, he was hiding. Who's been in a lot of things. And I forgot to look he's up He's got his a craggy name. looking face, yeah. Yeah, he's got like, kind of like the pop marks yeah. type of stuff. I didn't write it down either. Um, I'll, You look it up. I'll keep talking. Okay. So um, they abandoned vehicle. The dude's hiding. And then there's this scene where they're still flinging around and Jaffo talks about going over to um, Encino, which is a section of L.A., to uh, see something. And they fly over and they're spying on this woman who is doing naked yoga. Yeah, and she sure is. There's a couple shots there where you get real close to seeing all of her cash and prizes. Oh, yeah. They could have been NC-17 or next there just for a minute. You get real close to seeing her. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so the guy that we um, that we were having tr- the guy who emerged from the car, yeah. the car, his name's Anthony James. Uh, and he's, he's been a, in a bunch of stuff. He was in Unforgiven, a Skinny Dubois. Uh, he was in The Naked Gun, Two and a Half. Uh, he was in The Heat of the Night, the uh, the 1967 movie, uh, and also High Plains. Yeah, if you see his face, like you movie buffs, you'll definitely be like, oh, I know that guy from somewhere. Yeah, he's been around. He was in a lot of stuff like in the 80s and 90s, not so much nowadays. It's always he's, a side character or something. Yeah, like Star Trek, uh, TNG, you know, he was in The Beauty and the Beast from 1989. Oh, oh that horrible one? Yeah. yeah, that real bad one. But yeah, yeah, he's been around. He's, he's a character actor who's, uh, you know, pretty well uh, pretty well versed. They are, uh, they're spying on this woman doing the, the naked yoga. Well, well, right after that, the... Uh, well... Well, don't they get, they'll get they get caught to, well, they, oh yeah because yeah, because right. yeah. uh, they're like oh we've been spotted because yep. there's like a dude across the street I guess, the boogie yeah opens up his curtains and he's like well, I fucking thought I told you yeah thing. so they, they fly away and then um we get back to a uh, a car pulling into a driveway like this really nice estate right and uh, that's where that 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 dude was hiding out at in that car. Right, he was outside of this gated home. Yeah, and then the, it opens up, and then another blue vehicle. Like, yeah, and he like runs like, yeah. over, runs over, and puts a brick in front of the gate, so, so it, it opens back up. Yeah. It opens back up. And then up. another vehicle rams the car. A woman gets out. Yeah, 
and two they guys, attack her. They attack her. They bum rush her. They're beating the shit out of her. Yeah. Um, they're trying to steal something from her, like a briefcase. Mm-hmm. And the briefcase papers go everywhere. And then, and then like cops show up too, right? Yeah. It was like because there's like a suspected rape, is what they said. Yeah, yeah. Rape in progress. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, it's Megan. Hey, Megan. Did she drive by? Yeah, yeah. Two of the men are shot. Yeah, and one um, guy gets shot trying to climb over the fence, and yeah. that's when a Frank... Well, he, and he actually gets a shot off that that hits the woman in the neck. Yeah, yeah. And then and the guy trying to climb the fence gets shot in the back a couple of times, and yeah. then Frank, has, uh, Frank Murphy has his first flashback yeah, that we see... to Nam. ...of him, like, flying a helicopter, and then, like, uh, what, a Viet Cong being thrown off a pl- uh, helicopter, I'm, basically. Were the Viet Cong the ones that were fighting with the uh, U.S. or know. against? Oh, how about this? There's some Charlie... Yeah, right. there's there's a there's a there is a enemy combatant. There you go. <laughs> who uh, is uh, thrown out of the helicopter and, and, it, and it gives him this uh, anxiety. Like, anxiety, yeah. We because he sees this guy dying and, and it immediately like fucking throws him back and it, and it um, kind of fucks him off for a second until you know Jaffa yeah. says you know come back to your shit. And then they get called into the captain's office, mm-hmm. which is uh, the captain is Jack, Captain Jack Braddock, and that's played by Warren Oates. Oates. That's right. Uh, because it turns out that the uh, the woman was Commissioner McNeely of the Mayor's Special Task Force, yes. Task Force on Urban Violence, ironically, because it was that urban violence that ended up, uh, you know, hurting her. And so she, at this point, is recovering in the ICU. Uh, and we find out that the men in the car were actually staking out her house. And Murphy is confused by these rape charges. He's like, well, they nobody was trying to be raped. Yeah, he's like, they were fleeing, there were clearly, papers. Yeah, and- there was... He got. They got called into the the captain's office because of the spying on the naked yoga right, woman. Because right. they're like, uh, I guess uh, who is it? Um, Montoya. It was used to fly at night with Frank. Montoya is another character, the Joe Santos guy. Right, right. And he got moved to day shift because they kept doing that shit. Right. And uh, they got in trouble. So they, you know, basically he's getting the the, the captain, your standard buddy cop type. Yeah. Of, Don't do that shit again. Yeah. The cop Have gives them badge. the standard, you know, movie ass chewing and then grounds actually both of them. Yeah. So it keeps them out of the air. And then he tells Murphy that he's scheduled for a psyche vow. So that's happening. And uh, so after that, you get a little angry parking garage driving. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, is it, Firebird. is it a Firebird? I thought it was, it tran- looks like a Firebird. Thought it was a Trans Am Could it be a Trans Am? I don't know. It's I, a I, black sports car. It's a Pontiac. Yeah, it's a Pontiac. <laughs> and, and he's like, he speeds out of like, and it's in the police parking garage. And he's doing this thing where he's timing himself also. Yeah. Um, but he's like going, uh, weaving he's in and weaving out of the cones. Weaving in and out of the cones. Yeah. yeah. Which, which actually, you get a little callback later to you it. You do. You do. He's kind of losing his shit. Yeah. Also, but there's another point in the movie later where you understand, where where you're supposed to, I guess, infer that uh, the reason he's uh, maneuvering so well is because of his ability to to weave, and that happens later when it comes to the Oh, yeah. There's a really good (laughs) helicopter scenes in this. Oh, there's some really, really insane insane stunts in this movie. We go to Frank's house, and Frank uh, pushes his, like, tape. He's got a pretty amazing view for uh, Astro Cop. Yeah, right? You know? And he... uh, it's not a voicemail. It's um. Well, yeah, it's a, a answering machine. Answering machine. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, back been, in the day, I used to have one. I, my, <laughs> I remember. Them I had too. my own answering machine. Oh, you did? Yeah, my dad gave me my own phone line once, and I got. <laughs> I Were you my, like twelve? Uh, fourteen maybe. <laughs> really? Yeah. The fourteen is, answering machines or something? Yeah, it was it was digital answering machine. It wasn't like the tape or anything like that. Like cell phones were a thing then. Uh, I didn't have a phone yet. Oh, I, right. I didn't get a cell phone until I started driving. <laughs> And well, so right, well, he right. checks his messages, and there's just like a few messages from this lady, like Frank, we didn't talk, Frank, we didn't talk, Frank, 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 Frank basically. Yeah, 
And, and he he, uh, he chugs some milk out of the fridge. Uh, that always pisses me off watching that stuff. I hate when people drink out of the car. Me too. My dad does that shit, yo. I'm like, dude, don't. I mean, I guess if you live alone. <clears throat> but okay. Yeah, okay. If you live alone, that's one thing. And then he hears like his door rattling and this woman walks in and then that's Kate, the character Kate by Candy Clark. Uh, and he almost blasts her in the face. Yeah, he pulls a gun on her. He's like, what the fuck? It's this woman with a child. Kate. Yeah. And we find out, you know, that's actually a love interest and she's real persistent. Yeah. And they kind of have a weird relationship that they don't really. Well, it seems like she, she he's a bit older for her. Yeah. But she's real persistent because she likes she likes him. him he's good like to the a kids, lot. And he's like super that. reluctant to, to continue anything. I think, I think it's just because he's afraid that his own PTSD is going to catch gonna up, up and fuck yeah. up everything because he tends to. Ooh. He tends to he tends to uh, bail on her a lot, and so I guess he doesn't want to hurt her feelings. Um, and then uh, after this, well, she she collects her her blender and then leaves. Yeah, she gives him back the key, and then yeah, she's like, "Oh, I left my blender here," and he's like, "Bitch, you didn't show up at lit at night with your kid yeah, to get your fucking blender." That's right. And then she's like digging in the looking for the blender, and she yeah. finds like this box. Is it like a linen? Uh, it's a. It looked like a, a tablecloth. Table yeah, it's yeah, like it's a, a really nice. She's like, like, oh my God, it's really nice. Yeah, and he's like, well, I bought. She's like, can I have this? Can I borrow it's it? Like, it's he's yours. Like, it's yours. I bought it's it for your birthday. Yeah, I just didn't give it to you because yeah. I'm, a, I'm a piece of shit. I'm, I'm, fr- I'm afraid of being emasculated <laughs> by things like that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be locked down. Because it's the 80s, woman. Um, So they do all that stuff. And then uh, when she leaves, or like they. He helps her get them back in the car and stuff right. like that. And then we find out um, that the commissioner had died. Right. In the, the hospital. Ne- like, I don't know if it's supposed to be the next day, but like it cuts to the next part of the, of yeah. the next scene. It's like a news scene. You see Channel the news 8, media. They're spinning the whole McNeely murder now it is. Murder. And the interviewee says assailants were Latino and quote unquote probably illegal. Yeah. So they're spinning it. And again, this movie does not treat minorities well. <laughs> And it's, and it's Frank, Frank, I think it was that night because Frank goes back to the, uh, the crime yeah, scene. Yeah, he visits the crime scene. That's exactly, it, it, yeah, it was that night. Yeah, because yeah, he, yeah. he sees it on the thing and he's like, fuck this shit. And he leaves. And so he, he's visiting the crime scene where and she he got finds shot. A, he like, finds a piece of paper like in a tree that had blown yeah, up. Either, either it was either in the tree or like kind of how stuck, stuck on the, the fence. chain link yeah. fence. Yeah. He, it's really beat to shit, but some, most of it's like in Spanish. Yeah. Um, so he kind of puts it away. And then right after this, the fucking chief calls him. You got a special detail. And reinstates his flight status like almost immediately. Oh, yeah, because he's got it. Yeah, because his beeper keeps going off. And he's like, son of a bitch. Son your of beeper. A bitch. Yeah, and he's like, beeper. he's like, if you're going to ground me, so does my fucking beeper. You know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he heads back to the to wherever like the Astro Division is, is headquartered. Um, and he's selected to test a prototype helicopter. Um, and so yeah, the city, the city was chosen to, uh, yes. to try it out, and the reason is, is because they were saying that like the Olympics were coming to town. Yeah. So the, I, and I looked that up. Too. And they the want to take precautions. The Olympics were in LA yes. in 1984. They're coming back to LA. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, cool. Um, I think it's is it the Winter Olympics or the Summer Olympics? It's the summer, summer. Summer Olympics. Winter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they're bringing the helicopter in to help curtail potential terroristic threats and <clears throat> and uh, use it as crowd control. And what's interesting is here is they cite the the Munich massacre yeah. of 1972, in which 11 Israeli athletes, coaches, and a West German police officer were were killed. Were they taken hostage? Taken hostage and then yeah. murdered at the Olympic Village by the Black September terrorists, which was the uh, subject of Steven Spielberg's 2005 movie Munich, which was wonderful. It was a good movie. I I, I recommend everyone go see that movie. Um, is about is about those killings and then the Israeli government's um, secret retaliations. Uh, so that was a nice little 
little throwback. To yeah, they t- they tried to do a little history on it, like to make it feel like this is real. Yeah, this, this, is, this, know, this make, could it, happen. It makes totally. sense. Yeah. yeah, totally. And then it cuts to the weapons evaluation center that's, that's called right. Pinkville. <laughs> Which I, right. I didn't really see if it was a Pinkville. real place. Yeah, it said Pinkville. We're going to Pinkville. You know, it's oh, like okay. kind of where they do their weapons of California. Yeah. Um, and then we meet Blue Thunder, the helicopter. Yeah, and he's like, I thought uh, a millet or a police aircraft. It was illegal to arm police, police aircraft. aircraft. Yeah. And he's like, well, in certain circumstances. Um, so basically, because plot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, it's kind of they got all the the big wigs up in like the bleachers, and there's like this mock city. They have white dummies, which represent mm-hmm. uh, civilians, civilians. Red, red dummies, ones. which represent the bad guys. And this thing just explosions, explosions, explosions. Yeah. It's testing out all this stuff. Well, it's supposed to. It's supposed to uh, highlight and its precision. Its precision and targeting. Its I think it's like we can kill ten terrorists and only have like one one civilian casualty. Which it doesn't show that because at some he, point they he, kill quite a few civilians. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not as accurate as you think. No, I, I think uh, he, they, when they say, "Oh, it's you know, it's a ten to one," and he's like, "He's like, yeah, but his unless you're a unless civilian." You're a civilian yeah. right? <laughs> um, let's see. So, so the man. Um, from the abandoned Chevy is there. Is I said that yeah. in the crowd. I called him the stalker because I don't know if we get his name. I yeah. said, this, yeah, the stalker is at the demonstration also. And so, yeah, he's hanging out there among among all these people as well. And the, the helicopter starts hitting civilian targets despite its claims of precision. And he's like, fuck, the pilot. Yeah, yeah. And then you find out once it lands that Malcolm McDowell is, is in the it. pilot. And then and we, find, uh, we also find out that so Malcolm Mc... It's... Uh, Colonel Cochran. Cochran, yeah. yeah. So Colonel Cochran and Frank uh, both were in the war together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out that um, Colonel Cochran tried to have Frank uh, court martial. Court martial, yeah. And uh, then, well, they, you yeah. find out that they are uh, they're frenemies, if you will. Like they they worked together, but on, like you know, uh, they their, co- their relationship was tenuous at best. Yeah, you know, they, it was like a uh, yeah, exactly. There, there was sort of an adversarial. Sort That's of, what I was looking for. You know, yeah. uh, quality to their to their relationship, and even now. When they meet each other again, they don't. They clearly don't like each other. There's a lot of verbal sparring. And Colonel Cochran doesn't even want uh, yeah. Frank to be flying this thing. But unfortunately, he's the best helicopter pilot in yeah, the Astro that, Division in the LA. Astro so Division. they gotta. So we cut, gotta we, go with the mayor. We cut back to um, the Astro Division, and Frank gives uh, Montoya, who's another <clears> helicopter pilot, yeah. uh, the piece of paper he found. He wants it was, to, uh, he's like, "Can you try to transcribe this? It's in Spanish. I don't speak Spanish." Yeah. And there's like something. Interpret, re- translate. Yeah, he's like yeah. the only thing that's. And then we find out like the Thor thing later, but. Um, I do have a clip. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. it does say Thor on he, the, on the paper. That's later on, but we he says it. But yeah, it does say Thor yeah. on the paper. And it, it's something about uh, troubling our friends in the barrio. That's that's what happens when they once they translate it. Anyway, we'll yeah. come, we'll come to that. We uh, Jaffo uh, has his hat on. Uh, it says Jaffo. It says Jaffo on it, and and Montoya is kind of giving him shit. And he's like, "What does this Jaffo mean?" I don't understand. And then he goes and talks to Frank. And I have a little thing about uh, this because I wanted my. Um, my cousin's husband to call me about the looping the helicopter thing because he's a helicopter pilot. Has he looped? Uh, he says it's possible. He's like, no, it's possible. But here, here's a little clip about okay. it. Hey, you know what he told me the other day, Montoya? He told me you looped one of those things, a, a, a helicopter. You didn't, did you? You He's just put me on, right? No, he wasn't. You mean you actually did? You looped a chopper? That's right. When? When I was young, stupid. Oh, and at this point, uh, Colonel Cochran. It was a complete 360, right over the top. Talk about that. A full loop. I thought that was impossible. It is. It's aerodynamically impossible. 
Anyone who tells you any difference is a damn liar. <laughs> now, you take the ranger, I'll be in my bird. We'll have a little game. Follow my leader. Follow my leader. Catch you later. Catch you later. What I was trying to say is when that little thing was happening, yeah. the Colonel Cochran is uh, fucking with Frank's plane. He's unscrewing a, a yeah, piece he, of the rotor, <clears throat> like a little nut and bolt. Yeah, he's sabotaging. Um, yeah, it. you you can you can loop a helicopter. It just has to have more thrust. That's all it is. Oh, that, is that yeah. all it is? Okay. Well, it's basically just doing a backflip. Yeah, you know that's you know? like it's impossible. You know, a helicopter is like on paper should not be able to work, right? I've always kind of wondered how and why. Yeah, I, I know it's the downward propulsion. I think it's like I think it's like on paper, like the science for some reason does not really work out. Like yeah. it's not supposed, but it just does. Well, I mean, I, I I'm not an expert in any of that uh, science whatsoever. But when you look at a helicopter, you go, "How is that? How is it hovering? How magic. does that work? Yeah, uh, magic. magic. That's right. That's magic. Chalk it up to magic." <laughs> So they take a test flight, and I, I'm I maybe I missed a point in this in the story where yeah, well, why they were they were doing it because Colonel Cochran's like I don't think you know because he's like uh, second he, guessing Frank the entire is he time. Giving him like a like a an evaluation yeah, once over like type of shit. So he's like follow the leader. Oh, that's right, that's right. Because that's why he sabotaged the, uh, the thing because he rotor. doesn't want him to, to. So by making him look inept, he'll then get him thrown off the project. Ah. Yeah, so the screw is loose. Um, it starts unthreading um, while they're doing like all these different maneuvers and throughout the, the city. The bird goes haywire. It does. Uh, you know, they basically. And it's <clears> funny because when he crashes, he like lands on a, on a construction, a construction site. like a portable and they're unit. They're all mad at them. Yeah, so the, yeah, the, the, they're fucking pulling the like Jaffa them out. They want to fight them. Yeah, they're pulling them out of like the wreckage, and they're like, "What the fuck's wrong with you, motherfucker?" Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, like we had control of that. You could have killed all of us. It's like, no, are you okay? Yeah, Nothing. right. None of that. And they have like also, big police. You had plenty, of, plenty of time to see it coming down. You could have got the fuck out. And of they're way. they're wearing their police badges, and they're like, "You piece of shit." Yeah, yeah. They have, didn't give a fuck. There's a, there's a couple moments in this movie where where um, Murphy has zero regard for civilian life. <laughs> Dude, Kate especially does either. The end. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yo, okay. Which, we're, get, we're getting. When to we that. get to the chase, I got that. something to say about about that. All uh, right. And then after all this shit, um, the Colonel Cochran. Uh, I'm just gonna call him Wait, Cochran. Pete Cochran. Yeah, he, he taunts him. He taunts him in the uh, fucking uh, garage, and then Frank gets back in his Trans Am and tries to do the cones again, and, and then he hits one. one he hits one yeah, over. It's like that means he's got to him. Getting under his skin. Yeah. <laughs> and then we cut to Kate. Uh, Kate's kid, which I didn't really get the name. I didn't get the kid's name. I just either. said kid. Yeah. And they're, well, they're they're going to Disneyland, right? They're going to a train ride. Is what it's called. They're like, where's the train ride? Oh, well, you, see, you actually see like a Disney pass or something like oh, a parking ticket, like in, in the, her car, uh, in the visor. Oh, because because he's like, Mom, you passed it, and it just said train ride. Oh, so I, I was I was assuming that it was the train that like you know the one that goes around Magic Kingdom. Oh, maybe I thought it was that, but <sighs> I, it could be different because it looked like a smaller train. Yeah, and and she she's going down a one way street, and she's like, oh, well, she drives like shit. Dude, she she does a U turn on a one way road, and Frank's like, it's a one way road. She's like, whatever. She's like, with a kid in the back. <laughs> This is almost like kid. Mm, no kids sitting in the front seat. Oh, kids in the front. Kids seat? in the front seat. This is Jesus, 80s, man. dude. Was he wearing a seatbelt? No, probably know. not. And he probably had a, a box full of fireworks in his room, <laughs> like the kid in <laughs> Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Navigator. Yeah. Uh, uh, Montoya shows up also at the train ride. Uh, this is where we get the translation. This is where we get the translation. Yeah. So you can go ahead and talk about that. Oh, sure. So he uh, he he managed to get the phrase off the paper. Strangers in the or yeah, strangers in the barrio were making trouble. Uh, from the scrap and also the word Thor, Thor, which we don't know what that means just no, yet. No, we don't, but we do know that Thor is the Norse god of thunder. 
Uh, and then Frank later, uh, after this, like you don't get much. They're, they're out having like a fun day with the yeah. kid. And then later you see that Frank passes out while reading a story, uh, a nighttime story to Kate's but kid. Also, Kate was like cooking and the cat's like all up on the stove. And yeah. she's like, Frank, Frank. And she can't find him. She's like, yeah. Frank, you son of a bitch. If yeah. you fucking left. If you then- left. Yeah, and then she opens up the door. And yeah, Frank's passed out with the kid, and he and has another nom flashback. flashback. Yeah. Is this where? No, it, we don't see him just yet. Not this flashback. Not, okay, not this it's, it's the third one. The third when one, everything yeah. kind of like tight three pieces it together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it cuts to them. What's well, the next day? The next day. Yeah, the next it's day. Jaffa and Murphy, and they're getting acquainted with Blue Thunder. And I have the clip for that. All your television monitors. You have three. The one in the center ties into all your computer banks. Switches. Night vision, infrared filter, target system, whisper mode so you can travel silent, audio which controls your outside mics which you hear. What's the sensitivity of those mics? You can hear a mouse fart at 2,000 feet. (laughs) Now, gentlemen, this is your Harrison fire control helmet. This baby is the heart of your system. Let's take a look and see how she works. Now watch this. Superimposes the gun cues on the real world. So yeah, they when their helmet, like whenever wherever they look, the giant fucking gun on the front looks at it too, <laughs> and then a big old gap. And Frank's like messing around with it, and it's like pointing at like uh, the the captain's crotch or something like oh, that. Oh, he's like, hey, uh, captain, you're dead. <laughs> and uh, also, there's like a, a, a audio recording system that's in the back of the plane. Uh huh. That basically records everything, video, audio, everything. Whoa. And Jaffa was all excited about it. He's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah. like, How do you know that? He's like, oh, I did this in the Navy. Yeah, so he loves all Navy. that tech stuff because, uh, yeah, you, you you find out that he's a, he's a big fan. He's got he's an enthusiast, rather. And when they take um, it for a test flight, the, the uh, Jaffa says, do you want Big Brother listening in on us? And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, this thing can record all, all of everything our talking that we, yeah. that we say. He's like, nah, and he's like no. So he off. takes the fuse out of it and yeah. just kind of clicks it back in. And, and it's a good thing that he has that sort of tech sound because it really helps uh, yeah a lot later. helps drive things along <laughs> later yeah so uh Jaffa and Murphy take uh, a test uh flight and they uh first thing they do is like listen in on a prostitute and her John talking business yeah and they zoom in and they're like just right re- like yeah they're talking what is it it's like do you know any good places to eat around here like yeah. like kind of talking code for yeah, some prostitution yeah. And what is Jaffa was just zooming in on her boobs? Yeah, like uh, really hardcore. Like, like, and then he's uh, touching the screen. He's like, "I want, uh, I yeah. want." What a creep! <laughs> like he's in the wrong profession because he's <laughs> he's so voyeuristic, you know. Um, and he's using the special surveillance equipment to do it too. So it's it's really just his own private like. Uh... So oh, wait, they, then they discover an act of uh, amorous Congress. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, with a uh, with a uh, uh, somebody state, he knows, it's a state trooper. Yeah, because the motorcycle that he rode up on is still hot, so they could they could ID it via the infrared, and then they they can they can listen they in. listen to it. And he's having like he's he's having the guys having, he's having sex. trouble. He's having trouble. He's he's gonna he's gonna you know he's gonna blow his load a little early. I thought he had like ED or something. No, no, he's like not yet, not yet. And he's like I'm uh, gonna fuck. <laughs> but uh, what, fuck me so hard. What does Frank do? He turns it on like the loudspeakers, so it pumps the audio through oh, the helicopter yeah. out on the loudspeakers. <laughs> oh, fuck. Did that happen? Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Because it so gets they're, really they're loud. They're clearly violating privacy rights. Oh, of course. Uh, they're having a blast. And up I there. always, well, obviously not with this particular helicopter, but I wonder if there is or was uh, an Astro Division in the LA. 
Police department? Do they have actual? I know, I know helicopters are part of every PD. Yeah, but I don't know about an Astro division. They don't fly around like just All, observing yeah. shit, well, right? They're only called in for special cases when they have to somebody. Some fleeing, of them, uh, some of the dr- have eyes some of the, the drug enforcements will fly around, especially in Osceola County. They'll fly around certain farm areas with infrared to see if people are growing drugs. Oh, and shit. how does infrared? <laughs> Show uh, plants. It, people have greenhouses and stuff like that. Oh, like uh, if there's a uh, big know, heat lamp on, an, like an, out in the middle over, of the woods. overabundance of uh, okay, all yeah. right, all right, um, bigger output. Then they 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 the reason they find out that it's the state trooper is because they have like a basically a live data, database. Database, like, yeah, that's it was right. weird because <clears> like is they're like oh I wonder if that woman's home and it looked it up and it's like uh, what did it say like a uh, resident in house. Yeah, how like, does it how? know? Because yeah. this is before the internet too. And so that database has to be just built into the helicopter's like CPU. I guess because there's no way they're they're just gleaning it for, or pulling it from like an outside source because it's before the cloud, before the internet, yeah, before anything like that. So it just has like this built-in magic, massive da- <laughs> magic, movie magic, mm, magic. magic. <laughs> <laughs> so they find out that they're like, oh, so uh, uh, Lyman Good looks up his name just for shits and giggles. Yeah, Jaffo does. And then Frank's like, hey, why don't you look, uh, up mine. look up mine? And it says file under repair. Under repair. And, and, and it causes concern for him because he's like, mm, what does that mean? Um, and then, then they uh, they ask him to look up the uh, the colonel, right? Or right. is the colonel? Colonel uh, hadn't left just well, yet. Well, they, they, were, they were heading back to the base, the special headquarters. And they see Cochran piecing out in a hurry. Yeah, and they're like, look and up, look like, up the colonel. He's and like, you know what? Let's follow him. So instead of like landing, they're like, oh, come in, come well, in, no, come they, in. They don't land just yet. They're about to. But that's when he's like, oh, by the way, look up the colonel real quick. And yeah. that's that's when we get the Project Thor. Yeah, we find out he was involved with Project yeah, Thor. Right, and right, he that, makes that, the did connection. Did you write it down? I did, I did, actually. Good, thank yeah. you. Because I, I wrote down Cochran pieces out in a hurry. And yeah. Blue Thunder then follows. They look up his file and discover that he was involved in Project Thor. Thor. And he makes that connection to the piece of paper that he found. Was it tactical helicopter? Uh, oh, I didn't write. I, I didn't write that's that. What down. I was, that's it, the it's acronym. Something like resistance, operational resistance. Uh, and it was like, oh, what the heck is this? Mm. Yeah. So they they do follow the. They, they're supposed to land, but then they're like, nope, nope, fuck that shit. Yeah. They, and they well, they continue to follow him, and then the special base is trying to reach them, and they're ignoring. They're like, I'm sorry, breaking up. Yeah, and like whistling in the microphone and shit. Um, and then they they follow the colonel, and then you know he's like it's it's a Department of Defense building. Yeah, they're going to the oh, federal building. Federal building, and uh, and they start scanning the floors for audio and heat signatures. Yeah, and they use the thermograph and the and the ultra sensitive mics to drop eaves on uh, Cochran, and uh, they they find out. Well, you don't. They don't know it, but you see as an audience member that the man from the abandoned car is also also in, the room. in there with. Cochran and a bunch of other Cochran people. and a bunch of other uh, important people. And here's some audio for it. I still fail to understand. Mr. Holmes, Mr. Holmes, the Astro Division was autonomous. The man was assigned to us. The McNeely business McNeely, yes. I can't say you people have exactly covered yourself with glory so far. If you hadn't started shouting, it wouldn't have been necessary to rough her up. Rough her up. That the latest euphemism for assassination? Well, you see, she she had street informants, and she had already made the connection between our project and the, and the trouble in the streets. She was going public, on the record. Who are these other guys? Shh. They can't hear me. Shut up, anyway. This pilot, uh, Murphy, Frank Murphy. With that under control, I don't want any premature attention coming to the program. Blue Thunder might be perceived as a threat. Just drop the hammer on him. What do you think, Colonel? I think, Mr. Holmes. 
that I should take him out. You mean kill him? When? As soon as possible. Jesus Christ, Frank. Boy's crazy about me, isn't he? You got all this on tape? I got every word of it. Good. All right, give him all the help he needs. This conversation never took place. If it gets back to me, I'll deny it. So yeah, yeah. And then as as they're doing that, you see a heat signature walking up to the window, mm-hmm. and they open the curtain, mm-hmm. and it's Colonel Cochran just staring and right at the helicopter, like and he's right like, away. and they're like, oh shit, I'm oh, out of here. we gotta get out of here. <laughs> Frank immediately goes to the captain, yeah. as you would, and he gets grounded again and pushed off of the project. Well, uh. What is it Ice Iceland? Iceland is Iceland. one of the characters, and yeah. he's in the. Uh, well, he's, he's one of the bad guys. He's part of that group of uh, runs the helicopter conspirators. Yeah, and yeah. he's in the office with the commissioner, and you know, with he's the like, captain with the captain. Yeah, with the captain, he's like, "What the hell? Uh, I'd like some privacy to talk to my captain." And then the phone rings, and he's like, "Iceland, it's for you." And then it's Colonel, <clears throat> it's Colonel Cochran. That's right. Kind of giving him all the info, uh-huh. and at this point in time, Jaffo is—he's uh, retrieving the tapes. He, well, he walks yeah. up on the guys that are like kind of working. Uh, he's like, "Hey, just hey, give me a second. I gotta grab some." I think he said, "I dropped my cufflinks or something." Yeah, I gotta get my cufflinks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Something weird. But he, he takes the uh, well, he takes the, the digital tapes or the the yeah the cartridge they are the yeah. cartridges or something out memory of the helicopter bank. That, memory bank. Oh, that's right. That that contains yeah, the bank. tapes of the conversation that they just overheard. And uh, he um, goes home. Jeffo goes home. Yeah, and he's later attacked there. Yep, which is unfortunate. He does escape with home. some sweet kicks, man. Some sweet kicks, bro. Because his hands are tied behind his back, and he's kicking up a storm. Well, he's a cop. He's got that training. He was and, in the war. And uh, the crazy stalker dude. We just call him the stalker guy. The yeah. guy from the car. He's with out, the tagless yeah, Chevy. He's outside, like watching the two guys in the apartment, because he's like the head henchman type and... of deal. And, and boys Jaffo, run down. Run, yeah, Jaffo starts running for his life, and he trips over a bicycle, and he gets fucking splat. He gets turned into sidewalk stroganoff. <laughs> it's run over. Yeah, I, I, I lifted that one from uh, from Batman the Animated oh, Series. Because one. one time uh, the Joker said that. So, <laughs> uh, Frank pulls up <laughs> after the police are there in the corner, and he sees that Jaffo had died. And then he's Murphy is then also wanted for questioning in the murder of Jaffo Lyman Good um, because they're pinning everything on on him. Yeah, and he drives up to a um, like a payphone to check his messages. Yeah, he checks his messages from a payphone. I was like, I forgot that one could do that. Yeah, Kate leaves a message, but Jaffo leaves a message, and he's like, "Hey, big brother, um, you'll know where to find something." And he says, "Big brother, is your pen broken?" No, clicky, clicking away. I got it. Well, it's got a stylus on the end, and I love these kinds of pens, and I just realized that I had unscrewed it a little bit. <laughs> uh, so he, uh, Jaffo says, hey, big brother, you'll know where to where to find something. And uh, Frank, has he sneaks back in to the Astro Division. Yeah. <clears throat> he returns to the Blue Thunder secretly to find the tape because he thinks that uh, Jaffo left a message about where he's – or I'm sorry – yeah, yeah. He, he gives him the hint. He says, he Big gives brother. Him the hint. There's, a, there's a message, recorded message within the helicopter itself. Yeah, so he sneaks in, gets into the Blue Thunder, and puts the fuse back into the listening device. That's right. Uh, and decides to replay a message, and, and here's the message. <clears throat> hey, boss. How's it going? Listen, I got the tape. But I can't take it home. It doesn't feel safe to take it home. So I think I'm going to take it to... to the, well, there's this drive-in that I go to at Riverside and Victory on the corner there. And they got a dumpster in the back behind the concession stand. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't empty it 
till Mondays, I think. So that's where I'm gonna stash the tape, okay? <laughs> this is getting kind of fun, huh? Cops and robbers for real. Well, good luck if you should decide to accept this mission. This is Lime and Good. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I found out what Jaffo is. Just another fucking observer, huh? <clears throat> Excellent. Yeah. It, it, uh, I think it's funny when he says cops and robbers, because I think he says that in Home Alone, does he? He's like, little kid think he's playing cops, cops and, and robbers. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I couldn't help but feel like uh, this that message, it sounded like that he was just kind of improvising some of it. Because Maybe. He, he like kind of like stumbles on his words a little bit, and I don't know, it's just Daniel Stern just... He's, he's so young he's in sound, this. I know, right? He's so baby-faced. What's, what's another great Daniel Stern? Like, he was in Rookie of the Year. He was, uh, <laughs> he was like, I got hot ice cubes. Yeah. I heat up the ice. Give him the cheese. The big, stinky <laughs> cheese. Yeah, he's the pitching coach. <clears throat> I love him. Yeah, he's like chewing on the sunflower seeds. The yeah, thing. yeah. Um, at this point... Uh, hot ice. Frank... Uh, Steals the fucking... Steals Blue Thunder, yeah. Steals Blue Thunder. He's like, mine, yoink. Well, the, at the very end of the clip, you heard like a banging. It was like one of the mechanics. Like, what the fuck what are you doing? What are you doing? doing? And he pulls he the pulls gun, gun He's, He's like, like uh-uh. get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't yeah. want none of that. I want no smoke. I don't want and no And so smoke. he takes Blue Thunder. Uh, he calls Kate uh, via the helicopter. Yeah, which is... How was how he contacting her? Did she think, she have a radio, like a CB in her car? Or? No, no. She He called, oh, he called the operator. Called her... He called the operator and then phone. called the house phone. Oh, yeah. because... When she's when later when she's driving around and he's following her, you know, in the air, he's speaking to her, but she can't hear. He's just going, "Oh no, Kate, don't do that." Yeah, I, I didn't know if he was using like the loudspeakers or not, but I wonder. I don't know, but it didn't seem like she was responding to him directly. It was just there for he tell, like dramatic yeah. effect. You he know? tells her where to get the tape, uh, so he needs. Yeah, which I don't know okay. why he didn't fucking just go do right? it. Right, I know, just fly there, land, land grab pick it, it up. Yeah. yeah, so Kate like floors it in her crazy driving style. Yeah, like I don't know how this woman has a fucking license. Okay, so here, here's the th- here's the, here's a part of the movie that I, I think is interesting. When you mm-hmm. when you go back on the DVD and you watch the trailer, yeah, there's a scene that got cut. There's out. a scene where where she actually like lifts her car up on two wheels in the alley, dodging dodging a, a police car. Because you see her go through the al- an right, alley, but then but it I... just cuts out to her coming out the other side. Yeah, so maybe they and there's this whole ass stunt. That was just cut out of the movie. That's in the trailer. I don't know why they got rid of it. There's just a lot to of, add more action. Uh, take removing action. I don't. Maybe it, maybe it was too. Uh, it was too too much for a character like her to be able to do. Yeah, maybe they wanted to focus more on like the helicopter. Scene. Yeah, I suppose. But e- either way, they cut that stunt out, and I thought it was dope. So she makes it to the drive-in. She actually like just blasts right through the. Uh, the gate after like a couple honks. Yeah, because no one was there. Nobody was there. And then the guy shows up like two seconds after. Yeah, the custodian shows up like a few minutes oh. after, and, and she starts it, calling and he, the cops. And he calls the cops like yeah. immediately. And and, and they Frank, arrive pretty and promptly. Frank is watching her the entire time. Yeah, like he's kind of searching, just like next to her. Yeah, she gets in the trash, throwing shits around. She finds the uh, the tape. She's supposed to. She del- dips. She needs. She has to deliver it to the, the news station. Yeah, he's like, get to KTBLA or whatever it's called. Uh, and deliver this to the specific person. Yeah. Nobody else. Nobody else. I think it was two people. It was either like the, the, the producer or the... Uh, or the reporter. Or the right? reporter. Yeah. Um, and then two police choppers are scrambled and they flank uh, Murphy and they actually start opening fire on him. But Blue Thunder's superior firepower responds, forcing one of them to set down because he hit him right now. Yeah, and, and Montoya is one of the guys that said yeah, it. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, come, come on, Frank, man. you know, let's do this the easy way. 
but we want to do it the hard way. Also directed by John Batham. <laughs> <laughs> the easy way. The easy way. Um, yeah. So he basically, uh, the two police choppers are basically done. Like he just. Well, the, well, the second one they get into more of a chase with, and this is where I, uh, this is where you see some really, really crazy stunt flying because they're flying in the canals oh, and yeah, under yeah. the bridges. And this is why I think like Frank was so good at you know his helicopter piloting out. because he was do- he was weaving through under the bridges the same way he would weave with the cones in his car. It, it, and then force and the none, second and one none to crash. None of this is like CG. This is no, actual like this is real. At first I'm like, did they use AF. models? Like no, they had like real helicopters flying under these low bridges. There like, might have been some pretty, miniatures for some of the. I don't know. Some of that stuff looked pretty badass. It looked real good, and it's super dangerous too. Because there's one. Well, the, the he forces the second police helicopter to crash. Yeah. Because it, it hits the bottom of the bridge when he's doing his weaving. Because they couldn't keep up with his maneuvers. Yeah. He like he's like goes like straight and to the I side. I am out of beer. So oh, that. that's oh, sad. No. That's all right. We're almost done with the movie yeah. anyway. So uh, they, they're flying low under the bridge and, and the canals, and Frank uh, forces them to crash by banking sharply, which is reminiscent to the, the cone weaving. Uh, um, and uh, Kate gets pulled over. Yeah. She finally gets stopped. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it happens to be on top of a bridge. On top of a bridge. And as, like, you know, the cops are like about to pull her out of the car, Frank's helicopter just hovers up and gets right in their face. And they're like, what the fuck? And she just speeds off. And then... And he shreds a cruiser in... Twain. Oh, yeah, he cuts it like right through the back seat, and it's like driving yeah. around. It rips it apart like in two, and it's a wonder that he didn't kill anybody. Like any of those those officers and the in the two other uh, choppers didn't die is is really uh, good for him. In in the original script, because um, we're about to in, in a minute. In the original script, they were gonna make Frank Murphy like lose his mind during oh, really? this scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he just like snapped. Oh, he was his... supposed to be killing a fuck ton of people really in the original script that's what it said it was like yeah he's supposed to lose his mind and he just but they wanted to keep he goes on a rampage okay so they wanted to keep him the hero though yeah they wanted to keep him the hero so they rewrote it right after this you see a really cool stunt like a gnarly stunt where this motorcycle cop fucking slides into oh yeah like a flatbed and it's a gnarly stop. I don't know if good. they sped up the footage to make it look more know. impactful. I mean, there's some guys that could do it that. It looked like it hurt. It was gnarly. Uh, we go back to Astro Division, and uh, the Air Force has been called in, and they are going to be scrambling F-16 yeah. jets. They don't want to, but they do it Well, anyway. Yeah, they have to at this They point. have to, because they're like, he's going to kill everybody. And you see Kate take another fucking one-way street to finally get to the TV station. Yeah, that's when she's going down the alley and stuff like yeah. that. Um uh, she, she gets into the. Uh, well, she, she gets into the, the new place station. is a madhouse. Yeah, because everyone's like, "There's a fucking going crazy on? person going on," and she's like, "I need to speak to." Uh, what is it? It's not Fletcher. Fletcher's the <clears> character's <throat> name. I there's one of the I henchmen. Didn't write it down. There's a henchman there. That's, yeah, it's it, like, he, oh, I'm the per- I'm his agent. I'll yeah, take I'm the Dick thing. Fisher. Is yeah, what he says. Yeah, it's Fletcher. Fletcher. Like, you ain't no Fisher. Yeah, Fletcher. You ain't no Fisher. I'm a Fisher. You're a Fisher, bitch. And uh, die fake Fisher. Finally, like as she's like, no, I need to give this directly to Blobby Blue. Uh, a dude comes <laughs> yeah. down who's the actual producer of the show. Right, right. And that guy's really looked really familiar. He's been in a bunch of stuff, but I didn't recognize yeah, his name. Yeah, I, I can't pinpoint it. Um, and, and he's like, I don't know who this dude yeah, is. I don't know this guy. And, and that, he, that prompts him to like reach pull, out and try to grab it. Yeah, and pull out a gun. Yeah, and then and then the security the guy, the station security stops him, sees him, and just like blackjacks him on the head, bang like, up, blackjack, yeah, 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 pow. Like, this guy's out cold. 
And that's what the F-16s are uh, prompted to engage <clears throat> and destroy. And they're using heat-seeking missiles. And this this is... I wrote a bunch of stuff so about did this. I. So did I. I was like, are you fucking shitting me? Yeah, this yeah. doesn't work this way. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. The first one he does is he, he flies over a barbecue joint, like a Korean barbecue yeah, joint or something. That's, that's cooking like a thousand chickens. Yeah, all at once. And the heat-seeking, because like... You know, it's it's on his like exhaust, and so he goes next to like their yeah. exhaust, their like giant yeah. pipe exhaust out of right. the chicken place, and then he flies away real quick, and the chicken place explodes because the heat seeking missile, and it rains chickens, miraculously killing no one. Yeah, uh, and again, minor- this movie does not treat minorities well. <laughs> <laughs> it rains chicken, rains chickens, and 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 the the building explodes. Not not only would the explosion potentially could have killed someone, but all of that it was collapsing, shit, raining right? down the structural integrity of the whole thing. Well, they see they see some police cars stop, and they're like, oh, and like oh my god, chicken! Them. Yeah, and, and that's the least of your worries when somebody could have died. God, it's wild. Um, and right after that, a second missile is fired, and this one gets fooled by sunlight. Sunlight reflection. Yeah, off of like a tall building. Yeah, and when that missile hits that building, which could have killed whoever's in the fucking I was building. Like, yeah, I said because of sunlight, that's bullshit. Yeah, total bullshit. Um, it rains rubble down on civilians, which could have killed them too. But also, when you, when you see that uh, in the shot where the the first missile hits the building, yeah, two stories up on the other side of the building, you see a. Come out another window, like it was like created like pressure, and it blew out a window oh. on, the, on the other side. And it could have been just in miniatures and, and the pyro they were using yeah. to create the effect, because there's always going to be some like blowback, I guess. Um, you see it like a random window other side of out. the window, just window, just poof. Oh, that's cool. And uh, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, here, I know you're going there, but there were a lot of we poofs, <laughs> a lot of poofs coming out, coming out of those towers when they came down. Yeah, um, the. And then he decides to, he shoots the wing off of one of the F-16s. Right. And the guy Forces ejects the guy out. To eject, but yeah. I'm like, you shot down an F-16 over a, like over an urban area. Civilians. Yeah, I, I wrote that. I was like, <clears throat> urban area. That's what I was thinking, too. Is like, that wreckage is going to land somewhere in yeah. L.A. It just kind of showed it, like, and then the other one just flies off. They're like, fuck this shit. The other F-16 is like, Sheesh. peace out. And he, the entire time, he's Frank's just kind of watching the... Uh, He's following the parachuter to make sure he lands yeah, safely. Yeah, he's oh, just good, like, oh, I'm glad you're worried about that guy, but yeah. not the Korean barbecue place. No, or all or, the people that have been <laughs> rained on. Underneath yeah. the building that you that you just like, get shot, or the goddamn wreckage. It'd be nice if like that thing landed on Frank's house or something. Perfect. Um, but he lives in the hills, yo. And then the colonel, Mr. Cochran, yeah, Malcolm McDowell, he's like own in his own. It's kind of a tiny chopper. It's got some dual handgun, dual machine guns on he's it. He's like, I'm going to put a stop to this. Yeah. Catch you later. Catch you later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a line in um uh what movie is that? Carlito's Way? I haven't seen that in a long time. I think no, maybe not Carlito's Way. It's some cop movie. Maybe it's Serpico. Where he's like, Catch you later, he says to a, uh, a crook. It, it might be Serpico. He's, a cop. he's like, I'll catch you later. Anyway. And uh Basically, he catches up to Frank. He shoots. Frank's not paying attention because he's watching. Right. The, he meets him in the, the air and he fires. And he actually hits he him. He hits him in the shoulder. <clears throat> and he has like a flashback when he gets hit in the shoulder. Uh-huh. And this is where you see like the true the nature. The true nature. Frank's flying the helicopter in Vietnam. And there's two guys that are like, sh- like whatever, the Viet Cong Kind of like, dude, yeah, yeah. Vietnam shaking dude, him down. Shake him down. And then it's Malcolm McDowell's character who threw the guy off of the... Throws him uh, out of the damn helicopter. And they were up there, too. Yeah, and he's like, just get back to base. Time to go back to base. So you find out when he's like trying to get court-martialed that the colonel was just trying to get shut Frank up because yeah. Frank was trying to, like, you know, be well, like, he, he did to do this, the right blah, thing. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. War crime. Yeah, he's trying to go through a war crime, and the colonel's like, no, you're not going to have any of that. 
So then you get another helicopter chase through the streets of LA. I'm talking low and in between buildings. Yeah, in between buildings, like some some really cool. This is where I think a lot of miniature work was done because some of that stuff looked really good, though. I know, it looks fantastic. I agree. But uh, like flying, and, and then he, he tries to set. Frank tries to set a trap, right? He's like, he, because he got hit in his in his gun. Yeah, his gun his jams. gun doesn't maneuver, he can't so do it's anything stuck now. in his forward lock position. Yeah, and um, they kind of do this in Star Wars in the Force Awakens when she forces the craft to lift. Well, not in the same manner. I'm I'm getting off topic anyway. So he 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 waits for uh, Malcolm McDowell to fly by, and you know perpendicular to him. And uh, and he and he fires off around, misses him, but like shoots into a fucking a building. apartment building yeah. or something. And I'm like, why are you why are you not worried about the civilian life at all? And they're basically having a fucking dogfight over L.A. Yeah, through these like streets. And then finally, they, like uh, Frank's being chased by the colonel, and he's like, fuck this shit. And yeah, he's got he's got him. Uh, he's on his six, right? Yeah, he's like, on his six, and he's like right I, behind him. Yeah, he's like, I can't do anything. So what does he do? He's gonna loop Fucking the helicopter. Loops the damn. He pushes thing. the turbo button, and as he's pulling up, he, he writes them, "Come on, you tub of shit." Come on, you tub of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. He does. <coughs> and Cochran's trying to do the same thing. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh damn it, I can't believe it." Yeah, Meh. and then he Impossible. gets behind him, and then he shoots Cochran, and his fucking helicopter yeah, explodes. And he murders. <laughs> Cochran, like for all of all the bad shit that this guy's doing, and he probably deserves it. This is straight up for everything else Frank has done. Yeah, no, he. This is murder. Yeah, he just <laughs> blows him away, blows him out of the air, uh, and it was it was more than just like like friendly professional sparring. No, or, but or frenemies. But, but he no, basically but, kills him. But Cochran, Cochran was going to kill him. I know, I yeah. know, I know, I know. Um, but, so it starts getting dark. Frank's running out of gas, and he ba- he sees this train coming. There's a freight train coming. A freight in. train, and yeah. he. And he Basically lands the helicopter in front of the freight train. Five million dollar helicopter, something like that. I think he just wanted to destroy it. Yeah, I think so. He's like, fuck this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he sets his watch for sixty seconds. And I think it was they were trying to do this fake out where it's like, "Is he gonna get out of the the helicopter in time?" Yeah. And then it hits and it explodes, but then it immediately shows him walking away. Yeah, like he's already like a hundred yards away. Yeah, he's already a hundred yards, and I'm like, okay, I kind of understand if you're trying to do explosion, walk you know to his back, walking away from it, you know, and then and then it does this freeze frame. Yeah, and we hear this. This is as he's walking away, pretty much. And it's basically the end of the movie, so here it is. That's the explosion. That's right. The $5 million prototype was utterly destroyed when Officer Murphy, his gasoline supply exhausted, set the helicopter down on the tracks directly in front of a southbound freight train. That was the end of the special helicopter, but not the end of this story. On the strength of a tape which Officer Murphy delivered to this reporter earlier today, the mayor has reopened the investigation into the death of Councilwoman Diana McNeely, which might also be connected with the death of Officer Richard Lyman Good of the Astro Division. Half a dozen members of the local police department and several government officials of both the state and the justice departments have been detained for questioning. Coming up, the weather and a sneak preview on a Japanese bullet train soon to be seen in the Southland, maybe. I kind of wondered about that bullet train. Yeah, was that, are they like, trying to set up a sequel? I think maybe they were trying to. But blue, or bullet, blue bullet, or <laughs> bullet thunder, I don't know. No. <clears throat> um, there is a thing, so one thing I like about this movie is um, I worked at Universal Studios back in the day. I used to sell magic. I was a magician. And there's a guy I met there, and his name was Jaffo. Hmm. And so when I met him, I'm Much like... Much like our Daniel Stern character. Just like, just like the Daniel Stern character. And I'm like, Jaffo, just another fucking observer. And he's like... Jaw drop? How did you know that? How did you yeah. know that? And we became pretty good friends. And he's been on... um, 
a bunch of stuff. I'm going to plug his stuff. And I okay. asked him to give me a call and leave a message kind of about how he got the name Jaffo. Right. So it's a couple minutes long. Uh, I kind of had to cut it down because he went a little off topic. Cool. But I love Jaffo. And uh, I, I want you guys to hear the story because it's kind of funny. It's kind of interesting. And this is right. kind of how he got his name. Excellent. Here it is. Yeah, so let me tell you the story about uh, Blue Thunder and how it pretty much changed the whole path of my life in a, in a very like absurd way. My name is Jason Fields, and I am a magician from Orlando. Uh, but I perform under the name Jaffo. Uh, it's pretty much what I'm known as in the world of magic. Uh, I go to conventions. It's on my name badge. That's what it says. When I was a magician at Universal Studios, that was what my name tag said. Somebody said Jaffo on it. And if you type in Jaffo Magician to Google you'll pretty much get results all dealing with me and things that I've done. So I guess the movie came out back in, I guess, the early 80s, like 82. I can't remember. But I was like 10, 11 years old when the film came out. And it, of course, it just fired my imagination. I love this movie and the, and the cool things the helicopter could do. Um, but years later, when I graduated high school, I graduated in 90. And I joined the Navy. And my first duty station was in Edsel, Scotland. And during the first, like, two months that I was in, in this new duty station, uh, there was this uh, grizzled old fleet returning. He was looking through some paperwork I had written out. Now, my name is Jason Fields, but my middle initial is A. So my initials are J-A-F. And he sees on this paperwork, he sees my initials J-A-F. And he made some comment about the name Jaffo, and I knew what he was talking about. I knew what he was referring to. I wasn't a Jaffo. I wasn't going to be a Jaffo. And I told him as much. I said, listen, dude, I'm not a Jaffo, all right? And he's, and I guess my problem was I, I pushed back. I should have just agreed with him or went with it or joked about it and laughed it off. But I pushed back and I said, I'm not a Jaffo. And all he said was, whatever, Jaffo. And that somehow stuck. Like it was just two of us. There was nobody else around. So I don't know how that got spread around. But suddenly everybody started calling me Jaffo. And so for the first, I guess, like five, six months, I kept pushing back. I'm not a Jaffo, whatever Jaffo. And so after a while, I just sort of began to, um, I guess, embrace it. And it got to the point where <laughs> it got to the point where people thought there were people who thought that Petty Officer Fields and Petty Officer Jaffo were two different people. Yeah. That's it's kind awesome. of an interesting story. That's really interesting, yeah. If you're ever in Orlando, um, Jap, my buddy Jaffo, he was actually on Penn and Teller's Fool Us. So oh, you can wow. look that up. You can type in Penn and Teller's Fool Us Jaffo. That's uh, his, super cool. His coin work is uh, just magic. Uh, and magic in general, Jaffo is right. he is super talented. That's the idea, um, right? He also performs regularly at a place called the Great Magic Hall, which is in uh, Old Town. So if you're oh, ever, snap. Yeah, really close. If you're ever in Disney. Remember Magic Max? Yeah, ma well, yeah, they, they left. Um, right. And then they open. This place is great. They have a magic shop. They have uh, one, two, three different rooms. And so if Jaffo performs, he takes you into one room. You do close up. Takes you to another one. There's a cabaret. Like they give you like different oh, whoa, sections. Cool. It's really so. It's called the Great Magic Hall. Uh, it's not really expensive to go in. I know the guy who owns it, and I know right a on. bunch of performers that perform there. Awesome. So check that out. And yeah, okay. my buddy Jaffo. Um, I just I think it's just a fun story that I got to you know you know someone named Jaffo and yeah. he, and he was in the Navy. So it kind of right. Right, right, right. kind of fits for that. And it definitely fits you know the topic of our movie our, our movie here. Yeah. Yeah. So and yeah, I want to tell people guys if uh, you know we're doing a movie or something you know. Phone numbers on the Facebook. You can yeah. leave us messages. You got and stuff. a story related to it? We're more than happy to or, play it uh, if it sounds right. You know, uh, we try to we try to uh, keep you uh, abreast of of what movies we're going to talk about next. So if it's a movie we haven't covered yet, and you have a specific piece of, you know, uh, uh, a little nugget of information or a story or something 
that means a lot to you in relation to the movie, let us know ahead of time, and we might incorporate it into the episode when we when we discuss, you know, whichever movie that is. Do you have anything else you want to talk Dude, about? Dude, I got, I got, I got a, a bunch bit of here. Stuff. Uh, IMDb trivia time. All right. I'm going to let uh, uh, Zach take that over. So one reason Roy Scheider made this film was so that he, he would be unavailable to get cast in Jaws 3D. Oh, <laughs> nice. Go Roy. Yeah, he didn't want to do it. Um, Anna Forrest, who played the nude lady doing yoga, filmed mm-hmm. another take of that scene with workout clothes on for the TV sensors. Oh, okay. Yeah, interesting. <clears throat> Warren Oates was actually very ill with the flu and chronic emphysema during filming. Oh wow! Uh, I don't. That wasn't evident to me. Yeah, not at all. He I seemed pretty it. fine. He, he just was, looks weird with a mustache. It was like his Michael Jordan flu game, you know. Uh, you mentioned this earlier. Michael McDowell actually hated flying, mm-hmm. and no one, not even his wife, could persuade him to overcome his phobia. And during the final battle scene between his character Cochran and, and Roy Scheider's Frank Murphy. McDowell's grimaces were caught on film for all to see, clearly displaying his discomfort. Oh, you could tell at being in the air. <laughs> yeah, when I was watching it, I was like, because I, I knew that and watch. Yeah, if you watch him, like his face, he just looks. Yeah, he looks, he looks really upset. Frightened. Yeah, yeah, he looks really. When upset. his wife saw the movie, she was incredulous and asked the filmmakers, "How did you get him inside that little helicopter? I couldn't even get him inside a plane." Um, the helicopter used to portray Blue Thunder was a French-made gazelle with bolt-on parts to change its appearance. The uh, chin cannon assembly was too heavy, necessitating a weight attached to the tail to keep uh, the nose from dipping forward in flight. Oh, wow. Um, Supposedly, uh, in the um, backlot tour at at, at, at Walt Disney World, uh, Hollywood Studios, but they don't have it anymore. I guess you could see that. It used to be? They said that it was there, and I remember taking the backlot tour, and I don't remember seeing the helicopter, but they said it was at Walt Disney World, Florida, like at the old backlot tour. You yeah. could see it, and I was like, uh, I remember the flight of the Navigator ship being there. Yeah. I don't remember seeing the helicopter. I, yeah, I have no, uh, I have no recollection of that at all. In fact, I didn't even know about this movie until you, until you turned me on to it. Um, a defense contractor offered to donate fifty million rounds of live ammunition for use in Blue Thunder's Gatling uh, cannon uh, during certain scenes. Um, but John Badham declined the offer. Um, at the beginning of the movie, when Murphy and Lamingood first take off after Mercy Murphy rather asks all set, the camera is shooting up at the belly of a police jet ranger. Uh, look closely at the registration number beneath the door. It reads N two zero four four C. This is the exact aircraft that would be that be that would become Santini Air, the red, white, blue American flag dropper about two years later in Airwolf. Oh, nice. Santini Air, is that what it's called? I have no I never watched it. I, I didn't either. Helicopters aren't really like uh, my patch of grass. You know That's your thing? <laughs> well, I mean, they're not not my thing. I just don't give a good goddamn. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? How many ducks would you give this one? If I'm going to duck it, dude, I'm giving this uh, two and a half ducks. Two and a half? Yeah. I feel like it's better than I thought it was going to be, um, but also it's super dated. Oh, like, it's very dated. It's 83 as fuck. I give it. I give it three, just because of the just the chase scenes. I mean, well, yeah, that's like those I mean, were the storyline is hard, great and dangerous. It's kind of, like I wish it had a more of a political thriller to it, like more of a more substance in the storyline. Right. Yeah. It, it just seemed very very vague on certain things, but yeah, I really My enjoyed that. God, the trivia is is oh, it's out, outrageous. Out There's so much world. information in there. I'm trying to find something. Oh, apparently that was real chicken. Oh, it looked real food. Uh. That was raining a all Cincinnati over the place. Cincinnati chicken drop. <laughs> <laughs> Some people will get that. Um, 
Oh, okay, so the F sixteen models were models. They were uh, it was they were miniatures. Oh yeah, no, those you could tell. You could tell the F sixteens were when they were flying. I'm talking about the helicopter chases and stuff. Like some of those looked. I mean, can you think of any other helicopter movies? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, not really. They're uh, really well. Uh, is Thin Red Line count? Uh, not Thin Red Line. What's the one? The platoon. There's no, one, no. What's I mean? There's helicopters in there's, it, but it's yeah, not. no. There, I thought there was like a helicopter nom movie. <clears throat> not uh, what's the one with Mel Gibson? Oh, one? We Were Soldiers. Yeah, was that more coptery? <clears throat> I mean, I, think, I mean, again, there were helicopters in it, but I don't think it was helicopter. I mean, there's centric. there's Air America, but that's mostly about planes and drug smuggling. And yeah, stuff, so wasn't that Gibson too? Yeah. Young Gibson, not like super young, but yeah, yeah, uh, and Robert Downey Jr. was in that too. That's right. Yeah, he yeah. was in it's that. It's a good movie. What? Yeah, I, what uh, what's your favorite scene? Man, I love the uh, I love the stunts. I love the chase yeah. scenes. I think the chase scenes with the helicopters are absolutely fucking nuts. I'm gonna agree with you on that. Uh, hundred percent. Like that, you won't even you won't see people doing that today. With when it comes to chase scenes and stuff, no, it would all be CG'd. Yeah, you know. Remember the movie Stealth. Uh, I didn't see it because it looked they looked that bad. It's one of the biggest bombs of all time. Oof. We might have to cover it, or you know, one of these days we're gonna cover a movie. Where we're absolutely gonna shred. Oh, I think yeah. Apart. We're gonna. Uh, I think that could be one that we could just nitpick think, all the way. I think we're taking it easy on on uh, most of the movies we cover because we're fans of you know cinema in general, and we're choosing movies that are that are obscure and fun to talk about. But one of these days we got to talk about a fucking turd. <laughs> <laughs> well, um. I, d- I think we're going to wrap it up here in a minute. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's pretty much all I got. I, I could go on for days about all the, 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 the trivia trivial stuff. There's a lot of trivia on it. I feel it. like we, we covered it enough. Our next movie is going to be The Adventures of Baron Von Munchausen. Excellent. Another one I haven't seen. I, I own it. The disc is a little scratched, so I need to see if it actually plays all the way or I have to buy another one. I've had it for a long time. Is it Terry Gilliam? Terry Gilliam. Excellent. Yep. I love him. Um, you can look it up. I think you can rent it. We might end up renting it. Um, but it's the Adventures of Baron von Munchausen. Von Munchausen. Make sure that you, when you type it in, you put film because uh, there are a couple little TV things that happened. But this mm. one is by Terry Gilliam. All star cast. Uh, yeah. A lot of little nuggets. Little, Who else is in it? Um, let's see here. There's Terry Gilliam. I think is in it. Um, Rob Williams is in it. He's un. Oh wow. He's uncredited because uh, they couldn't pay him or something like that. There's a, some trivia okay. stuff for that. All right. We'll, we'll get to um, that. Eric Idle, uh, very young Uma Thurman. Um, it's just got ooh, a lot of people. All right, all right, a lot of people. Right. I'm excited for that. Um, and yeah, other than that, my name is Josh. I've been the fish. I think it's time to go crack another freshie and uh, smoke a fat bowl. I think it is. Here we go.